the New England Patriots continue to fall to new depths after their 10-7 loss to the New York Giants in their Week 12 matchup at MetLife Stadium. Stick around. You're about to be locked into this special edition postcast of the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage, and hopefully your first listen each and every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is available on all platforms, including YouTube, so smash that subscribe button, download, subscribe, follow to make sure that you get the latest episode of Locked On Patriots as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated, Reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind on X at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some social media love to Locked On Patriots, please follow our account there as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, and they help you do it faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And Pats fans, the season of woes for your New England Patriots continued on a dreary Sunday afternoon in the Meadowlands. The Patriots defeated 10-7 by the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. And here on today's special edition postcast, we're going to be getting into the ins and outs, the ups and downs of the Patriots' loss that puts them at 2-9 and nine on the season. And, of course, if you're viewing on YouTube, some video technical problems prevented us from coming live to you today. Those will be fixed in time for our hashtag Monster Mad Monday episode with Thomas Murphy. So stay tuned for that. Those of you joining us audio, we thank you for all of your support. Always thank all of you everydayers for joining me here on these postcasts. And it's not easy being a Patriots fan right now, folks. Again, the Patriots having a chance to earn the victory in this game, especially in the final minutes. Patriots coach Bill Belichick expressing an understandable lack of faith in his quarterbacks. And I'm going to get more into the quarterbacks in just a bit. But even though they secured the first down at the Giants' 22-yard line with about a minute to play in regulation, Patriots offense did not take a shot at the end zone. Instead, they played for the tie. Bailey Zappi in at quarterback. Yeah, again, folks, we're going to get into all of this in just a little moment. But bottom line, unfortunately, this strategy would backfire. Rookie kicker Chad Ryland wide left on a 35-yard field goal attempt with three seconds left. Patriots had nowhere to go but down at that point. And your Patriots fall to 2-9 and nine on the season. Folks, it's their worst start since rookie Drew Bledsoe began 1-10 in 1993. Yeah, it's been a while since your New England Patriots have been this low on the totem pole in the NFL. But unfortunately, folks, that's the way it goes. It also assures the Patriots of their second straight losing season, their third in four years since the departure of Tom Brady. 
and I know all of you out there are wondering what's going to happen to the New England Patriots now. Is the Bill Belichick era over? Some of you are probably nodding your heads as I'm saying this. Yes, it's time to move on in all factors. Folks, the Patriots are clearly on to 2024 because 2023 is abysmal, and it has been from start to finish. But there is a lot to unpack here with this loss, and it begins and lingers with the quarterback position. In just a moment here on the postcast, I'm going to break down the ups and downs and all the points in between when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Patriots fans, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team to help you do it faster. And here's the best part, folks. They help you do it for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours on LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, and they might not have the time or the resources to hire. So thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive. It's quick, and it's easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Locked On listeners, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on this special edition, late Sunday evening, early Monday morning postcast. A little bit of a different departure and format here on Locked On Patriots today, but I digress, folks. It absolutely is a difficult day here in New England. Patriots falling to 2-9 and nine on the season, staring another losing season directly in the face, and a lot of you are looking for fingers to point, places to blame. Where do the Patriots go from here? Well, we heard all week long that Bill Belichick was telling his quarterbacks to get ready to go. Well, apparently they were not ready to go. Anyone who saw the product on the field on Sunday knows that this team was not prepared to play properly. It was confusing. It was cryptic. It was the nature of the way the Patriots guarded that secret identity of their Week 12 starter but they ultimately chose in favor of Mac Jones. And Mac Jones' date has started every game for the New England Patriots this season. Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald, the first to break the news late Saturday night that Mac was going to get the nod. And as Thomas Murphy and I talked about here on Friday, this really should not have been a major surprise to anybody. After all, 
Multiple reports had indicated that Jones was the better practice performer throughout the week while he was competing with Bailey Zappi. His showing against the Giants, though, more of the abysmal same. Mack finishing the day 12 of 21 for 89 yards and two interceptions in the game's first half. Yeah, folks, that is not going to cut it, especially with the two interceptions. It would be a surprise for me to see Mac Jones get another start here this quickly, including this Sunday's game against the Chargers. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. But the two picks really were egregious, and I think it sums up exactly what the problems are right now with Mac Jones. His first pick, that's a pass that should have been a throwaway without any question about it. Mac was making a back-footed throw and a triple coverage that was easily cut and caught by cornerback Deontay Banks, who really was gift-wrapped an interception at that point. And again, I'm really not sure what Mac was thinking about here. You simply can't put a throw up like that, and you can't put one into play unless you're absolutely sure the receiver can go up and get it. And as much as I love Demario Douglas, who was his intended target, Demario doesn't have the frame to win contested catch battles in triple coverage. That's not what he does well. He can do a lot of things, but that's not one of them, unfortunately. And as a result, Deontay Banks gets an easy INT. His second, meaning Max's second interception, that was his final throw of the afternoon. And quite honestly, folks, it might even be his final throw as a Patriots starting quarterback. It came while facing pressure. Mac apparently saw the blitz coming. He saw the he saw the chance that he might have. He essentially saw that he might be taking a sack, and because of that, rather than take the sack, Mac lofted a very weak floater into the waiting hands of Bobby Okereke, Giants linebacker who used to play for the Colts. Not only did the pick finish Mac's afternoon, but folks, as I say, it may have ultimately sealed his fate as the Patriots' starting quarterback. Now, you all know, as everydayers here on Locked On Patriots, I've been very reluctant to pull the plug on Mac Jones as the starting quarterback. But after I watched him today, it's really hard for me to make any sensible argument to keep him in there at this point. Mac looks defeated. And he's looked down on himself at times this year. He's looked confused. He's looked angry, frustrated, all of those he truly looked defeated today, even more so than you saw him at Frankfurt Stadium on the field in Germany a couple of weeks ago. I thought that might have been the pinnacle, but Mac looked even more defeated today. And you don't want to miss tomorrow's show, folks, because Murph and I are going to be talking about Mac and the reasons why we're seeing this product on the field week after week. But Mac is out there playing like he's expecting things to go wrong. It's almost as if he's expecting failure. When that happens as a quarterback, you not only lose confidence in yourself, but you've also lost the confidence of all those around you. All of a sudden, the reports that you're hearing about him losing 80% of the locker room, not necessarily because they don't like Mac or they think he's a bad guy or they have ill will toward him. They just don't feel that he's got confidence in himself to get the job done. And you're not going to follow a guy like that. You're not going to play hard for someone like that because they're not playing at their maximum capacity and they're not filling you with enough confidence to say, this is my team. I'm going to take you to the next level and we're going to get through this. I don't think the team sees that in Mac anymore because quite frankly, folks, the way Mac's playing, I don't think he sees that in himself any longer. 
He can say all the right things at the podium, and Mac is. He's taking culpability for all of the miscues that he has. He's being a professional throughout all this. But unfortunately, sometimes it's just so overt that a change needs to be made. And I think we saw that on the field on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. So bottom line, folks, the chances dry up when you have these problems as a starting quarterback. And even though we won't know for sure, and it probably won't be until the end of this coming week, I think Max Times, the Patriots starter, was simply buried with a shovel this weekend, and they may have even buried the shovel on Sunday on the MetLife Stadium field in the Meadowlands. So with that being said, now you turn to Bailey Zappi. Will Greer's been released. He's not here any longer. Malik Cunningham is on the practice squad. Who knows what we're going to see from him this week. Maybe he'll get a shot, but is Zappi the guy? Well, in the second half of this game, the Patriots went to Zappi in relief of Jones. And Bailey actually began the second half by providing a much-needed spark. He led the Patriots on an 11-play, 60-yard drive that gave the Patriots the first touchdown of the afternoon. Now, in contrast to Mack, again, who really appears to anticipate eventual failure on each of his drives, Bailey Zappi actually seemed to execute the Patriots' game plan with a little more efficiency. Dare I say, maybe with a little more confidence, a little more poise. Unfortunately, that type of success was short-lived. He telegraphed a pass on an over route by Juju Smith-Schuster. That was his intended target. That was easily picked off by safety Xavier McKinney. Made a nice play on that, and the Giants were back in business. Unfortunately, it was more the same for the Patriots. Bailey ultimately finished the day 9 of 14 for 54 yards and that interception. The touchdown drive that he led was an 11-play, 60-yard drive, gave the Patriots their first touchdown. And in a lot of ways, you saw some signs of life from New England, especially when Ramondre Stevenson ran it in from seven yards for the touchdown. But those interceptions and those turnovers continue to be backbreakers for this team. And even though Bailey got the chance to lead the team in the second half, I think it's still logical to question whether or not he did enough to earn the start in week 13 against the Chargers. I know I've been vocal about Mac not getting the start this weekend. I still think that's probably the logical move. You went to Bailey Zappi. You've got to try to start him and see what he can do right from the get-go. But if the Patriots don't see enough in practice, wouldn't necessarily be all that shocking to have Mac Jones back in there as well. I know, folks, it sounds manic. It sounds all over the place. That's where we are in the Patriots quarterback room right now. And it's hard to admit the Patriots just don't have a serviceable quarterback and it's having a ripple effect on this Patriots roster. Folks, things are not good in New England, but you know me. I want to end on a high note and we're going to end on a high note because there were some slight silver linings from the Sunday afternoon. I'm going to talk about Demario Douglas. I'm going to talk about no Dexter Lawrence. And I'm going to talk about the defense when this special edition postcast episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, football season is here, and there is no better time to use Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. In fact, they're the easiest and the most exciting way 
to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of those other players, including the pros and the sharks out there, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. And listen up, folks, you are going to love this. With the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. And that's for football games and for basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. And Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. And if you're a Patriots fan and you're looking at that injured reserve list in New England, you know all about the need for injury insurance. So don't delay. Do it today. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's a first deposit match up to $100 by going to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on this special edition postcast of the Locked On Patriots podcast. Folks, do not fear. Our good friend Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports will be joining us on Monday. It's going to be a Monster Mad Monday. It's going to be a Mailbag Monday, so make sure to get your questions in. And it's also going to be a hashtag Locked On Murph Monday. The trifecta is back. Even if the New England Patriots can't deliver a win, we'll continue to deliver right here on Locked On Patriots. And Unfortunately, folks, I know your New England Patriots have been delivering nothing but losses lately, but you know me, I like to end on a high note, and there were some silver linings on the field in New England, or I should say in the Meadowlands for New England on Sunday. Yeah, I know, it's tough to find, but they are there, and even though there's been very little to smile about for the Pats this season, the play and the potential of rookie receiver Demario Douglas continues to be a bright spot. Mario led all Patriots pass catchers with six catches for 49 yards on a day, let's face it, folks, in which he received very little help from his quarterbacks. But Douglas's day took a potentially disastrous turn in the second half. And if you watch yesterday's game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Attempting to return a punt early in the fourth quarter, he was essentially clotheslined by Giants linebacker Cam Brown. He landed hard on the turf. That caused him to immediately be removed from the game and evaluated for a head injury. Now, both Douglas and the Pats appear to have caught a break here. Once again, Andrew Callahan has been all over the news this week. Real tip of the cap to him. He's been phenomenal in bringing some of the great news for the England Patriots fans this week. He learned in a post-game conversation that he had with the rookie that he doesn't have a concussion and, quote, he's doing okay. So a sigh of relief for the New England Patriots because if there is a bright spot on this offense, it's Demario Douglas, and he's one that they can build on. But the one thing that continues to bother me, as I know it continues to bother all of you out there, is that Brown wasn't even flagged. He wasn't penalized for this hit. That disturbed a lot of you out there. 
but it wasn't just the fans that it disturbed. It disturbed the players as well. Jabril Peppers was not happy about this. He spoke to reporters after the game, and he said, quote, unquote, to me, that is a joke. You can say player safety and then not flag a player like that. Yeah, you could sense the frustration, the sarcasm. Players were not happy about it, and I agree. This is something that the NFL has predicated itself on. They talk all they really talk all about this. They continue to tout the fact that they are concerned with player safety first and everything else secondary, and then they don't bother to enforce these types of hits. No one can explain to me why this wasn't a penalty. There is not a good argument for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they are very fortunate that DeMario was not more seriously hurt in this play. Thankfully, he looks like he's going to be okay, but don't be a bit surprised to see the to see the Patriots take a very cautious approach with him, especially leading into this game against the Chargers. So once again, tip of the cap and a nod to the gods to Demario Douglas, uh, but he is someone that definitely showed his prowess when he was out there on the field. The Patriots also had another offensive bright spot on Sunday. I know it doesn't seem like it when the team only scores seven points, but you really need to give a lot of credit to Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott, because with the absence of Dexter Lawrence from the Giants defensive front, you knew that the Patriots were going to try to take advantage of a Giants defense, which is letting up 135.1 points on average coming into this game. Patriots definitely took it to them, especially Ramondre Stevenson. Dexter Lawrence is a huge void in that team's defense, in the New York Giants defense. What he does for them is so important, whether it's pass defense or whether it's run defense, but especially against the run, the Patriots were able to exploit his absence. It's not easy to do when you actually have a guy that is graded 92.8 overall from pro football focus, but his, his ability to identify both the snap and the block routinely makes him a formidable force in this run defense. Again, a 92.8 overall grade from pro football focus. That's very impressive. So you had to expect that Bill O'Brien and this Patriots offense was going to try to take advantage of that. And they were able to exploit the mismatch to a degree. Ramondre Stevenson had a season high 98 yards rushing, nine receiving yards. That means he finished with 107 scrimmage yards. And that is worthy of praise, folks, because he's only the second Patriots player in history. And I should say the he becomes only the second Patriots player in the last 10 seasons to have three straight games of at least 100 yards from scrimmage. The only other player to do that, Sonny Michel did it in 2018. Yeah, folks, it's easy to forget how good Sonny Michel was in his rookie season on his way to a Super Bowl title with the Patriots that year. Yeah, Sonny was running pretty good, but Ramondre Stevenson continues to dazzle. He continues to get better week after week and really showing that he is a back that you can build around for a number of years to come. Also want to give a little love to Ezekiel Elliott, who continues to regularly demonstrate that prowess that made him an all-pro at the position in Dallas. Finished the day with 46 yards on nine carries, caught both of his targets for six yards, and despite their overall futility on offense, that Patriot pair of backs has kept them within striking distance on at least a handful of their single-score losses. So good job for the New England Patriots. Well done in terms of running the football. Unfortunately, they just couldn't find a signal caller or a quarterback or 
whatever you want to call it these days, to be able to help them out and get them into the end zone regularly, or at least keep the ball out of the opposing team's hands. Again, folks, I digress. I know I'm a little harsh on the quarterbacks today, but it just was not an easy day to watch the Patriots on offense. But this defense continues to give Patriots fans a reason to be optimistic heading into next season. If you look at what they're able to do routinely, keeping teams in games and making sure that they're within striking distance. Patriots have a handful of single score losses on their record. These games could go either way. And one of the big reasons why is because that defense has kept them in these games. And I think they're playing at a more than respectable level. They've made their They've made their share of mistakes. There's no question about it. But overall, I think this team has been solid. Now, the Patriots sacked Giants quarterback Tommy DeVito six times on Sunday. I could say, yeah, you know what I'm going to say. They told him to go get his shine box on more than one occasion. But Giants ended up getting the last laugh. So you know what? The joke is on us, I guess, folks. But I had to throw a Goodfellas reference in there. I digress. The six sacks came at the hands of some of the Patriots' best defenders this season. And let's start with, I think, the guy that's having the most impressive season out of any Patriots defender right now, and that's Jabril Peppers. In the first quarter, he takes DeVito down. That resulted in a loss of seven yards. That was Jabril Peppers' first sack as a member of the Patriots. So the tip of the cap to him there, definitely a good feat and something that you know if if the safety is getting involved, And sacking the quarterback from that level, you know the Patriots defense is doing its job. That was a good move for Jabril, and I was glad to see him get his first sack as a New England Patriot. Another first sack as a Patriot, the first solo sack of another one with a first this season, the first solo sack of his season, Anthony Jennings. That was his first solo sack of the season in the third quarter. He brings down DeVito, but later combined with defensive end Dietrich Wise Jr. on a fourth down sack. And of course, defensive tackle Christian Barmore, who may be the Patriots' most complete defender right now. He gets in on the sack party. Linebacker Juwan Bentley contributes one. And then, of course, one of the other firsts, rookie defender Keon White recording his first NFL sack, his first as a member of the Patriots, dropping Tommy DeVito back nine yards in the third quarter. This Patriots defense did everything they could to keep the Patriots competitive. Unfortunately, it was not there on the offensive side of the ball. And when the Pats needed three points in the clutch moment, unfortunately, Chad Ryland could not deliver. Again, Ryland was very much like the quarterback's Give him a lot of credit for the culpability he took in the postgame. Didn't blame the snap, didn't blame the hold, didn't blame the crowd, the weather, anything. He completely blamed himself. He's a rookie, folks. He's going to have these moments. But I think it just completely and maybe, for lack of a better term, maybe appropriately sums up what the Patriots season has been thus far. And once again, it's a 2-9 record with the Patriots now facing yet another losing season. What does it mean for the future of the quarterbacks? What does it mean for the future of of Bill Belichick? What does it mean for the Patriots' plans now in the draft? Because, after all, that's all New England Patriots fans seem to have to look forward to these days is draft positioning. Well, folks, we're going to talk about all this and more on tomorrow's episode of the Locked on Patriots podcast. Again, it is hashtag Monster Murph Monday. It is hashtag Locked on Murph Monday. It is also hashtag Mailbag Monday. 
So make sure to get those questions in because our third and final segment will feature those questions. And we can't wait to hear what's on all of your minds in Patriots Nation. Again, folks, keep it clean. It's a family show. I know you're frustrated, but you can get your point across otherwise. And we always appreciate all of the questions that we get from each and every one of you locked on everydayers out there that continue to make Locked On Patriots possible. And if you're a casual listener or listening to us for the first time, please drop us a note. Please interact with us. We'd love to get a chance to get to know you. It's a great interactive experience here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as Patriots fans, definitely take advantage of that opportunity. So on behalf of my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, who will join me on Monday afternoon here on Locked On Patriots, I'm Mike DeBate, reminding you all to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, a great evening, folks, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked on Patriots.